You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. How are you doing, guys? I hope that you're doing amazing. And if you are listening to this episode at the moment it is released or a couple of days later, it's possible that I am in Sweden visiting my friends. So if you are Swedish or maybe you lived in Sweden, please let me know what kind of plant-based products I can find in Swedish supermarkets. If you know me, you know that I really love trying new vegan products and I would love to know what kind of products you recommend. So please send me a DM on Instagram. Also, speaking about different countries, I recently checked the statistics for, for this podcast and looks like we have listeners from so many different regions of the world and I want to just tell you that I highly appreciate that. It's wonderful to know that my voice is heard in a totally different part of the world. Yeah, it, it just blows my mind. Another thing I want to say is that I want to congratulate all the people who decided to invest in a Binge Pro Brain coaching program uh, during the last quarter of a year. Those are the people who were fed up with fighting with their eating disorder and they decided that ending of the 2021 is the perfect moment to recover from an eating disorder, even though it's the hardest time because of all of the holidays, they still decided to take the challenge. So I am honored to help them and guide them through this process. Now I'm ready to start talking about intermittent fasting. So for those of you who need a reminder, intermittent fasting is an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating. There are several different intermittent fasting protocols. The most popular one is 16-8, which means that you fast for 16 hours and then within the eight-hour window, you have all your meals. So this is the eating window. There are also other uh, fasting protocols like 5-2-2, eat, stop, eat, alternate day fasting. But in today's episode, I'm going to mainly focus on this daily intermittent fasting, meaning you fast for 16 hours, then you uh, fa- then you then you eat within the eight hour window. And you know that In my podcast, I really like to back up the theoretical information with my own personal experience. So I would like to share with you how it started in my case. So I think that I did my first intermittent fasting experiences when I decided to start exercising on an empty stomach to facilitate my weight loss journey. And back then, this mild version of intermittent fasting didn't cause any problems in my life. Later, I decided to uh, again start intermittent fasting, but in more intentional way, because at the beginning I didn't even know that I'm doing intermittent fasting. But then I started doing it intentionally to manage my weight, because that was after my binge eating relapse and 
after gaining my period back, after gaining weight. So I decided to use intermittent fasting to manage my weight. So I would get up in the morning and I wouldn't eat anything. I would go uh, to my university. I would have lectures. Between lectures, I would have coffee. And then I would have my breakfast around, let's say, 12 or 1 p.m. And unfortunately, that just escalated my binges. I was very hungry in the morning. Sometimes I would start with the binge and sometimes I would just save calories and I would binge later in the day, definitely in the evening. And that just shows you that focusing on your weight is a roadblock to binge eating recovery. When I graduated, I went back to my hometown. I was living with my parents and then I didn't do any intermittent fasting because my whole days were full of grazing. I had binges like from the moment I I woke up till the moment I went to sleep. And then when I moved out of my parents' place, I definitely realized that I need to have more structure with my eating. So I started eating more balanced uh, meals and I tried to make them equal in calories, meaning, but but I just estimated it, you know, I, I eyeballed it. I didn't really count calories. I just wanted to make sure that the meals are, you know, equally nutritious and equally energy dense because I didn't want it to save up calories till the end of the day because I already knew that this pattern of eating doesn't really work for me. And during this crucial part of my binge eating recovery, I did utilize intermittent fasting protocol, sort of, but very mild version. So it wasn't really intermittent fasting, but I just set up for myself some boundaries. So I just told myself like, hey, Natalia, when we are eating very late at night, we don't sleep well and we wake up hungry. Let's aim to stop eating let's say around 8 p.m and then in the morning wait until you feel genuinely hungry and this is what i did so that meant that sometimes i would fast for i don't know 13 14 hours but that was more intuitive for me back then Then when I moved to Belgium, I was forced to do intermittent fasting. Again, I was working with the horses. If you would understand how it is to be a physical worker in a stable, you would know that you don't have a break. So if we started at 7 a.m., we didn't have a break until half past 12. So I think that everybody in the stable was just fasting during this period because we didn't eat breakfast. I wasn't hungry. So I would naturally just eat my first meal during lunchtime. And that was totally normal. And my hormones just adjusted to it. When I moved to the Netherlands, I also had a job that I worked in the afternoon and I also cycled to my job, which meant that I was home at uh, 10 p.m. So I didn't eat anything uh, at all after coming back from work. Then I had even different job that we started, I think, at six, which meant that I left home at five. So of course I didn't eat breakfast. Uh, so I would just uh, eat something during during the break. So again, because because I wanted to adjust my eating pattern to my lifestyle, I just allowed my job to dictate me when I'm going to eat. So in this case, practicing intermittent fasting was just reasonable. 
in my opinion, because I really didn't want it to be on like sugar roller coaster. So for me, it was better to keep my blood sugar stable and do not, you know, crash during during the job. So those jobs really helped helped my body to adjust to intermittent fasting protocol that even though for example in the weekends I wouldn't you know go to work but still my hormones adjusted to that schedule so I didn't feel hungry until let's say lunchtime so even after I you know finished those jobs and I started working for myself or I had just different job in more regular working hours I still practice sometimes intermittent fasting because my hormones my hunger hormones just adjusted to that schedule but okay i consider myself fully recovered from an eating from an eating disorder however even in my case there were times where i had to honestly ask myself whether i'm doing intermittent fasting because i enjoy it and it's just pretty easy for me or maybe it's my eating disorder trying to sneakily come back Because I know that when your blood sugar is low, your adrenaline goes up, your cortisol goes up, so you may feel like you are on a high a little bit, like you feel feel a little bit different and this kind of feeling might be slightly addictive, especially in my case because I do have those COMT genes that I'm a warrior, which means that I degrade dopamine very fast and then when I'm not eating, I do not provide like methyl groups, so my dopamine is not that fast methylated, so when I fast, when I don't eat, I have more dopamine, which means that my cognition is sharper and so on. That's why I, I also practice still sometimes intermittent fasting because it's just it's just good for me and it's very good for my productivity. So right now I'm puzzled how to really explain to you what kind of intermittent fasting I practice because I don't really even call it intermittent fasting. For me, it's a form of intuitive eating because I have zero rigidity around it means that I do it very intuitively sometimes I eat earlier sometimes uh, I eat later especially when I cook in the morning I grab something because it's already cooked uh, because you know I do batch cooking so so sometimes in the morning I would cook a lot and because it smells nice I'm gonna just eat it I'm not gonna wait because um, I haven't fasted long enough and also I do not like track my fasting periods also in the evening I usually stop eating earlier because I do have my own evening routine you know I play with my cats I read books so sometimes we we watch something so of course I'm ending my eating window slightly earlier than most people let's say around 7 7 p.m and if I'm going to be eating my breakfast around 11 so it is a form of intermittent fasting but let's be honest I do it intuitively I do not like count times and I do not wait for a certain moment to start eating and I think that it's also worth explaining that I don't do intermittent fasting like always for example when I was in Poland I totally didn't practice it it was just natural for me to to wake up and and get breakfast right away the other thing is that I do drink calories during my sort of like fasting window because I sometimes have matcha with milk or tea with milk and not tea coffee with milk so generally any calories will shut down the 
autophagy processes, but sort of like I don't care. Again, I don't do it for for autophagy or for fat burning. I just do it because it's super convenient for me. But it also depends on my menstrual cycle because before my period, I am very hungry. So definitely I'm going to eat breakfast like one hour, two hours uh, after uh, getting up. But when my estrogen are is high, when I'm after my period and around ovulation time, like I am not hungry in the morning. And I would say that I do obtain some benefits from intermittent fasting, definitely mental benefit because in the morning, this is the most productive time for me. I would say that I also have less circulating insulin, which means that I uh, have less acne. Also, my partner doesn't eat, bre- eat breakfast. So for us, it's, again, pretty, pretty natural and pretty intuitive way of eating. Uh, also, when my f- when my eating window is slightly smaller, therefore, my portions are more satisfying. So this is something that I've noticed, you know, even when I was a child, that I prefer to eat less often, but I prefer bigger meals. So I really don't like eating like a bird and then being hungry one hour later. When I'm going to eat, I really eat mindfully. I do not eat with any distractions and I like to eat, you know, satisfying portions. And mind that I do not eat just to satisfy my hunger, not at all. I eat my food so that my food can carry me for a couple of hours because I know that there are people who will eat very often but they are just eating just a little bit so that they shut down the hunger but they have to eat again like one two hours later but for me I prefer to eat more and really stretch those receptors in my stomach and really feel satiated and I like to know that this energy from food will carry me for another couple of hours. I also believe that it's very good for my for my gut health. We know that something like MMC, meaning migrating motor complex, is activated when you don't eat. So it, uh, it starts around like two hours, two, three hours after your meal. So for your food to be very well digested, you need to be having those breaks between your food so that this migrating motor complex in your gut can be turned on so that the food is pushed um, pushed forward. And when people eat very often, when they have a lot of snacks all day, that may lead to SIBO, like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, because uh, when you eat very often, you don't activate that migrating motor complex, because again, it is activated, let's say, two hours after you stop uh, eating. Therefore, uh, when when the food is not pushed forward, it is possible that the bacteria will will migrate, which is which is not good. But okay, it's not the, the topic of today's episode. I just wanted to say that for me, it's important to have those breaks between eating because I believe that it's good also for my gut health. Also, fasting. Uh, also shows that uh, fasting also is good and beneficial for your gut health. 
Intermittent fasting, however, has some drawbacks. So in my case, I would say that the biggest con is that it prevents me from building muscle. So in 2021, we had a great study showing that ingestion of protein in the morning causes greater stimulation of muscle synthesis rather than ingestion the same amount of protein in the afternoon, which means if you have protein in the morning, you may grow bigger muscles rather than eating the same amount of protein in the afternoon. And my intermittent fasting protocol looks like this, that I usually postpone breakfast a little bit. So if I would be eating earlier in the morning, maybe I would build more muscles. Of course, to build muscle, you also have to stimulate them during training, which we know that recently I haven't been that consistently with. So maybe maybe I don't build that much muscle because I don't push myself at the gym. And maybe it's also because um, because I'm not eating enough protein and, uh, and I'm eating protein in the wrong time of the day. So to summarize my own experience with intermittent fasting, there were periods of my life when it didn't serve me. There were periods of my life when it did serve me. Right now, I sort of do intermittent fasting, but not every day, not in a rigid way. I do it more intuitively and also I use it intermittently, which means that I don't do it every day. I just do however I feel like. And now we have to discuss the pros and cons of intermittent fasting for people with eating disorders. And let's start with uh, with uh, benefits. So first of all, I think that it can limit food obsessions because if you know that you are going to eat only in a like let's say eight hour eating window, then you, you're not obsessed like whole day with what you're gonna eat next. But of course, it can also go different direction, right? Because if it's not aligned with your hunger and fullness hormones, therefore you may get up and be right away obsessed with food because you know that you have to wait, for example, till 12 to eat. But usually I think that it sort of like limits food obsession because then at least you have those couple of hours during the day when you don't think about food. Another benefit is that intermittent fasting can have some health benefits. However, those benefits may vary between men and women. And actually for women, intermittent fasting might be less beneficial. And the benefits might be more like short term rather than long term. And in case of weight loss, actually intermittent fasting isn't that much superior to just, you know, calorie restriction. I also believe that mild form of intermittent fasting can balance hormones that regulate uh, appetite, that regulate, you know, inflammation in your body and so on. So for example, mild version of intermittent fasting can decrease insulin resistance. The last benefit I've noticed of intermittent fasting is that finally you can feel how true hunger feels like. So intermittent fasting would be a good idea for those of you who feel like they are eating all the time. I told you uh, that I have a history that there were days in my life when I was eating from the moment I got up till the moment I went to sleep. And for me, I really was confused. I didn't know how hunger really feels like because I was eating all day. So once I started doing this mild version of intermittent fasting, I actually discovered how hunger feels like. And that was, that just felt great. Actually, hunger felt good to me. 
So that was a short list of benefits of intermittent fasting for people with eating disorders, especially binge eating. And right now, let's go to the drawbacks because this list is way way longer. So first of all, intermittent fasting can mask an eating disorder. The further explanation is needless. Many people will disguise the eating disorder as just intermittent fasting. Uh, Secondly, intermittent fasting normalizes eating large amounts of food. Well, that can be good or bad, right? There are some people who really stick to small portions and they do not allow themselves to eat bigger portions because they are afraid uh, of that. So for them, normalizing eating larger portions of food is good. But there are also people who will binge, but they will say that, oh, it is my eating window, so I need to, you know, eat that big amount of uh, of food. I think that such trends on YouTube as mukbang videos, they also normalize eating large amount of food, which might be good for some people and might be bad for other people. And of course, intermittent fasting encourages starve binge mentality because for the part of the day you have to fast, then you have to feed a big amount of food into a short eating uh, period and of course that means that you will completely ignore your hunger cues outside of that time frame especially at the beginning because later I think that your hunger hormones they just adjust because the cells that that release hunger hormones they have on their they have their own circadian rhythms, so they will adjust to your eating window. However, at the beginning, you're definitely going to ignore your hunger cues, which makes you just disconnected from your body. And if you have any past experiences with, with you know, starvation, therefore your body will, you know, stop trusting you. And you might evoke that scarcity mindset and you may start binging even more, which happened to me as well. Another drawback of intermittent fasting is that it interferes with socialization. So I've noticed that many people with eating disorders, with binge eating, they will struggle with eating with other people, right? Because they may compare themselves, how much other people are eating, how much they are not eating. It's usually just very stressful. And being in this intermittent fasting protocol, it interferes with you know, meeting with your friends because maybe your friend wants to meet for breakfast, but you you just decided that it's not your eating window. So again, it may make you socially awkward and you may not enjoy yourself in the social situations. And of course, there are people who like extremes, so they might push it to f- too far and instead of just practicing intermittent fasting they will go for something like OMAD which means that they will eat just one meal a day. Intermittent fasting in general leads to distress. It can be mental distress but also physical distress. It can cause hormonal issues in women. It can cause stress especially if you are already fatigued person. If you have some problems with your adrenals then intermittent fasting can even escalate your uh, adrenal fatigue symptoms. Intermittent fasting also encourages very rigid mindset, especially if you use some kind of apps to, to track how many hours have you been fasting for. And it can also lead to severe hunger, again, if you are pushing your intermittent fasting protocol too far. 
Intermittent fasting doesn't encourage nutritious eating. Some people go, would go that far and they would say that, oh, you can eat whatever you want in your eating window and you are not going to gain weight, which is not true. But in general, if you have, let's say, smaller stomach, and you want to feed all this food in in like eight hour eating window, then you might want to reach for foods that are higher in calories, but maybe they will be less nutritious. And you have to really consider what are your uh, calorie needs, right? Because if you are a small person, maybe it's going to be easy for you to feed 2000 calories in like two or three meals uh, with calorie dense foods in that eight hour window but if you are an athlete and you need to eat uh, 3000 calories and you need to eat it within again this eight hour window and also you have to exercise and you don't want to be bloated therefore feeding that amount of calories in that short eating window won't feel good you will feel over full And in that moment, you can reach for higher calorie foods that are also processed. Therefore, they will be also less nutritious. Intermittent fasting may be also a bad idea for people with mood disorders because it can just make them more irritable, especially when they are hungry. They might also become, you know, irritable, snappy and so on. With intermittent fasting protocols, I think that your intention matters a lot. If you're practicing intermittent fasting because it is something that really fits your lifestyle and you feel very free with it, like seriously, like intermittent fasting can give you some kind of freedom because you don't feel like you have to eat every two hours, then that's fine. But also there are people who utilize intermittent fasting to, to, you know, to control their calories, to control how their body looks like. And this intention may cause more harm and may escalate binge eating. So how can you tell whether you use intermittent fasting as a way to be more, you know, health conscious or maybe out of convenience versus when it became an eating disorder? So I've got a set of questions for you uh, so that you can uh, answer them and you can assess whether you use intermittent fasting with a right intention or maybe you are using intermittent fasting in a wrong intention and that can just escalate binge eating even more. First question, do you use intermittent fasting to restrict calories? Do you use intermittent fasting as an excuse not to eat or skip meals? Do you feel guilty or ashamed if you break a fast early? Do you feel guilty or ashamed after you eat your huge meals during eating window? Are you afraid that you would gain weight after stopping intermittent fasting? Does intermittent fasting protocol make you distance yourself from social events? Do you feel anxious about eating or food? Are you extremely tired all the time? Or maybe you have other symptoms of nutritional deficiencies or hormonal imbalances. Maybe you're feeling cold all the time. Maybe you have brittle nails. Maybe you experience amenorrhea, meaning lack of menstruation. Okay, so what's the verdict? Well, sorry to say, but I believe that intermittent fasting can cause eating disorders. 
Also, intermittent fasting can trigger binge eating in prone individuals. So there are people, there are some genes that are associated with eating disorders like binge eating. So let's say that in your family, there is somebody with an eating disorder. Let's say that your mother suffers from binge eating or maybe your sister. Therefore, you may also have those genes. Maybe right now you don't binge, but if you start intermittent fasting, it can trigger binge eating, especially if you are prone to it. Also, intermittent fasting doesn't promote healthy eating patterns. Intermittent fasting can make you hyper-focus on food because you are not following your natural hunger cues. And of course, form of fasting matters. I believe that 12-hour fast or even 14-hour fast is okay for most people. However, 16-hour fast, maybe not so much for everybody. I told you that in my case, 16-hour fast feels like intuitive eating. So again, this will be highly individualized, but the longer the fasting period, I would say that the more problematic it is. And I even checked, you know, uh, scientific studies, what they say about about, uh, intermittent fasting and eating disorders. So I found a one paper from 2021 The paper is called Intermittent Fasting Implementation and Association with Eating Disorder Symptomatology. And if you're going to read the abstract, even in abstract, there is a sentence which I'm right now going to read you, which I think that (laughs) that summarizes uh, what I also think. And yeah, right now I'm going to read it. (laughs) Men and women engaging in intermittent fasting reported engaging in eating disorder behaviors. Results suggest that intermittent fasting is associated with eating disorder symptomatology. So current evidence suggests that people who engage in intermittent fasting, they may also have some eating disorder behaviors. They may hide their eating disorder behaviors under the label of intermittent fasting. I know that this episode was confusing. I wanted to show you both sides of the coin because there are some benefits of intermittent fasting. There are some drawbacks of it. Of course, the choice is yours. I would say that if right now you struggle with an active form of binge eating, intermittent fasting is not good for you. I would say that you can try intermittent fasting after, couple of years or months after you learn to eat normally, regularly, in a balanced way. This is what worked for me. So we know that learning how to eat regularly in a balanced way, it works for probably 99.9% of people. And intermittent fasting may work, but like for 5% of people, right? So I would say that if you want to recover from binge eating, go with the option that has higher probability of working for you. Meaning, first, learn how to eat normally. I know that normally isn't really a good description, right? Because normally can, can mean something different for everybody. But just learn how to eat regularly And then after you maintain your results, after you're okay and you feel confident that you won't start binge eating again, then you can approach intermittent fasting. Like trying to recover uh, from binge eating uh, by trying intermittent fasting, I think that that is a bad idea. 
If you have any additional questions about that, please let me know. And thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.